Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry so you can do church better. I am your co-host, Chris Wesley, joined by John Ronaldo. John, how are you doing today? I am excellent. Uh, it's just a good time of year. You know, we're in the middle of winter, heading to spring, and uh, a lot, just a lot of things going on. There are, there are different conferences that are happening. We're getting closer to the Easter. We're in the middle of Lent. We're getting close to Lent here and uh, moving towards Easter. So I don't know. I just get excited about this time just because there's a lot of cool things going on in the church, from conferences to, to Lent to Easter to, to all that, uh, moving towards sacramental season here too. So this is just a fun time of year. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I enjoy the conference time of year, and, and one of the big ones you're referring to is the LA Congress that's coming up, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the Mid-Atlantic Congress in, in, in Maryland here, and and then, you know, uh, last episode, I was recording from the annual membership meeting, and, you know, one of the things that I like about the conferences is not just the opportunity to, um, for professional development, but it's the community, right, John? Um, it's a chance to connect with um men and women uh, that we don't see all the time. In fact, you know, that's kind of our origin story of the church podcast is John and I, um, you know, uh, connected at uh, NCCYM in San Jose back in 2016. So beautiful things co come out of it. Um, but, you know, another thing that I think comes out of it that's really beautiful is the solidarity that we share with one another in the field of ministry. And the reason um, I bring that up is because you know, uh, when it comes to what we do, it's hard work. And uh, whenever it's hard, hard, there are wounds, there are hurts. And some of those hurts and wounds come from the field that we work in and some come from our own personal lives. And so what I want to talk about tonight, today is brokenness, um, which, you know, might sound like a weird subject to talk about. But uh, yeah, let's let's talk about how we are not just Easter people in the church, but we're also broken people, which sounds like a contradictory, but we'll, we'll, we'll break them in that contradictory quite a bit, but we're Easter people and broken people. What do you think about that, John? Uh, just reflecting how my own life, I am absolutely broken. Uh, yeah. You know, and you think about the woundedness, right? Um, uh, that, that comes from just life and ministry and, 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 it, and it's not just ministry. I mean, it's all over the world, right? You just look at the, what's happening in the world today and, you know, and, and see, you know, situations where, what kids are growing up with or, or what they're dealing with, uh, school shootings, you know, to, I mean, there's just, there's just so much that wounds us as life goes on. And it's funny that you brought up this topic and I didn't think about it till just now, but just the other day I was reflecting on, on how broken, not only do I feel at times, but how broken the world feels at times too. And it is not inspiring. It's actually quite depressing sometimes for me as I reflect on that, you know, and of course I'm thinking about it. It's like, are we in a better place? Or are we in a worse place than we were 10 years ago or 15 years ago, or 20 years ago? And I say that personally, but also just as, as a, as a, as a society, you know, as, as human beings, you know, um, but, but I look back at a couple different experiences within the context of ministry where, I was heavily broken and I still bring that to my ministry today. Now I'm talking about experiences. One in particular I'm thinking about that happened like 17 years ago and it's still there in my heart. And, and some of the other ones are a little bit more recent three years ago and four years ago, you know, uh, so they're just kind of there, but they, they impact me. Um, they, they, they change the way I look at the church or they look at, 
my work and ministry or even how I look at myself. And, and I think it's something that we just need to take to prayer and delve into. And so I'm really glad you brought this topic up, Chris. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things too, where um, I think we need people to step forward and be bold about their own brokenness. Right. Um, because, you know, especially in a world where, you know, we hide behind uh, filters and, um, and, uh, social media posts and everything like that. Um, we're really at risk of um, really hiding who God has created us to be. And, uh, and you know, brokenness isn't something to be hidden. It's actually something to be shown. It's like when you cut your finger, right? Or, um, you know, you get a cut, like one of the best things to do on top of putting a bandage and, you know, antiseptic on it is also exposing it to the oxygen, right? Exposing it to air, like, you know, uh, and letting it breathe a little bit. And so we need to have times where we do tend to those wounds, retreat, you know, and nurture them in, in privacy. But then there's also moments where we have to liberate them and, and bring them um, bring them to light. And, you know, John, you were talking about all the, the hurt that's going on in the world. I think that's where we, the church, are called to be, um, you know, Easter people and broken people. And the reason I put those words together is, you know, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, he still had the scars, right? He still had the wounds from the cross, uh, this gash in his side and in his hands and in his feet. And, you know, in order for Philip to believe, Philip had to see those wounds. And it was through that experience that Philip's, uh, sorry, uh, Thomas, I'm totally butchering this point. Oh, Thomas. <laughs> it was through Thomas uh, who needed to see those wounds in order to have great faith. And so those of us in, in church leadership and ministry, this is where we have to like step forward into the unknown and say like, not only am I broken, but this is how I'm broken. Now we're not talking necessarily about going out there and, and, you know, opening up the closet and spilling out all the skeletons. Right. Um, we're, we're talking more about ways of, admitting and acknowledging our imperfection uh, when it comes to our leadership. So John thoughts on that. And in, in what ways have you seen that? Yeah. Well, I think the temptation really is as people in ministry to show a facade of perfection, a facade of happiness, a facade of, I have my life together. Uh, and, and I think that is a, a, a uh, not only real, but I think there's a pressure actually to kind of create this experience. I work for the Lord. I work in ministry or I'm a Catholic and going to mass, you know, every week, like <clears throat> I, I should be perfect or I should show the best versions of myself. And, 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 and I think that, I think you could do that to a point, but part of being a Christian community to your point earlier, Chris is, is, we have to be real with each other and we have to share that brokenness. And one of the challenges that I constantly come back to with, with churches I'm working with is, is, is how do you, do you guys know each other's journey? When I'm talking with the staff or key volunteers, like, do you really know each other beyond the professional working relationship that you have? Are you sharing faith together? Are you sharing sharing your reality? So, for instance, there was one church I was working with a while ago that we did some some faith sharing, and one individual on staff started sharing about what was happening between him and and his spouse and some of the tension that they've had, you know, uh, and 
and and and he shared that and he got a little bit emotional but he wanted to share that i think that was really spirit led and, and and once he finished talking there was silence and then and then i turned to everybody after maybe about 60 seconds of silence which felt really long right yeah i turned to everybody it's like did you guys know that about him right did you have that relationship that authentic openness to, to know that that's something that he's been dealing with for a while, because this wasn't just something that just happened last week. This was something right. I've been working on. And it, it was an eye-opening moment, I think, for folks, because we work with each other, but we don't really know each other, right? And, and part of that knowing each other is not just knowing the joys and things are going well, or our spouses and kids' names and things like that, but that, that brokenness, which is part of our faith journey, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not about just our life journey, but it affects our relationship with Christ and the church. How do we bring that out in the open and share that? That, that? I think that's a challenge for us because we don't want to show that vulnerable side of us because whatever, we want to show this facade that I just think is, is unhealthy and unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where like um, we have to figure out how do you build that trust? Right. Cause I'm afraid if I share this piece of information about myself, that you're going to leverage that against me, right. That you're going to uh, share that, or you're going to use it to diminish who I am. And, and so I need trust that people are going to um, be empathetic and people are going to listen and, and walk with me and not, not, not even uh, necessarily try to fix my problems. Right. That's the other thing too, is one of the reasons we don't always fix, uh, share what we, what we have is we don't need people to fix our issues. We just want people to listen. So I think one, in order to um, encourage vulnerability, we also have to encourage empathy at the same time, right? So how are we being empathetic people? How are we being um, men and women who show that love to let down those guards? Uh, The other thing, and you've mentioned this before, is prayer, right? We got to pray together and not just go through the liturgy of the hours or even a, even uh, the rosary or Alexio Divina, but like really prayer from the heart, right? Uh, because those other prayers have value and they're important. They're definitely, definitely important, but like pray from the heart and pray about what's going on in your life. Pray about the people you care about, because those are the small things that are going to start opening up that door. Those are the small things that are going to start healing the brokenness that we have deep inside. Yeah. And, and one of the ways you build that trust is to be the first person to be bold and to share mm-hmm. that brokenness. Right. Yeah. Because what I have found when that has happened, the, that has created an intimacy with, the leaders, the, whether it's staff or the core team, whatever it is, it creates an intimacy that they just didn't have before, right? And that's, that's kind of the power of small group ministry, right? You know, right. is you be able to delve into that. Well, mm-hmm. in essence, your parish staff, for instance, or your key group of volunteers is really a small group too, right? Yes, you're doing stuff and we have work to do and the projects mm-hmm. and whatnot, but at the same time, we should also treat it like a small group where there is this this faith sharing, this openness, and, and being willing to be vulnerable uh, and not to pretend we have it all together. Because here's what I find is, is when someone first shares it, <clears throat> they go, oh, thank God I'm not the only one, mm-hmm. right? They have the reaction. Mm-hmm. It's like, I thought I was the only one that wasn't leading this perfect life or I had brokenness, right? You know, it's like, oh, I, I'm dealing with that too. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> you have this much deeper connection 
than you've ever had before. Right. Uh, and that's where the brokenness is real. And, and we're all broken, right? That's the thing. We've all got these experiences in our lives, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, whatever it may be, we're, we all have that brokenness. What role does brokenness play, not only in our community building as staff, as volunteers, as church, but also uh, in, in how we minister, right? Yeah. Because it's really twofold. Yeah, you know, and so what What are, we? you already mentioned a couple of things that we can do to encourage brokenness. One is uh, we talked about prayer. You talked about small groups. You know, sm- small groups are a place where uh, faith sharing can happen. Um, you know, one of the things that we did at Nativity, um, which I thought was like highly successful, is we had a men's night and a women's night, right? And um, I really don't know what happened at the women's night because I wasn't invited, but at the men's night, right? Um, myself, um, Tom Corcoran and, uh, a couple of, uh, our parishioners, we got up in front of, um, a bunch of men and, and we, you know, like, I know numbers might not make uh, sense, but we had a room full, like a big room full of men, you know, men who, uh, were my grandfather's age and men who were 19, 20, right. And we shared our brokenness in front of them. And I remember talking with Tom and, and uh, these other parishioners and we're like, we're going to share stuff that is going to be scary because like, if we're talking about times that we struggle with pornography or drinking or anger or whatever it might be, like we're putting ourselves out there. But what that does is that enables um, these other men in our congregation to start like acting differently to start looking at themselves and their loved ones differently. And, and so, you know, you can do that with an outside speaker, you know, and that's sure. But like when that comes from parish leadership and I get right now for priests to be vulnerable and, and laid out there might not feel like the most appropriate or comfortable thing to do. And, and this is not to force people to do it. Right. It has to come from, from the desire to, to, to heal. But like um, there are people in your parish uh, and not just on staff that, um, can help with that and can reveal that as well. Yeah, that that that's about building the authentic relationships, right? And and right. especially with men, right? You know, not that women don't have it uh, too, but but men really have like this this facade that we put on, like I'm tough, I've got my act together, you know, everything's good, right? You know, and 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 it doesn't take much peeling of the layers to discover that inside every man, and I'm speaking as one myself, right? Inside every man is a a little boy who is not sure of themselves, who is not confident uh, in themselves. You know, Chris, just just before we got on, you were affirming me about some of the things that I'm doing in my ministry and what you've been hearing about the work that I'm doing. Uh, Would it surprise you, Chris, to know that I walk into these coaching sessions unsure of myself? Uh, unconfident. Uh, where am I going to go next? Where is this conversa- conversation going to go? Do I have enough experience to provide the value that this parish really needs? That is a a weekly struggle because I'm usually going someplace every week, right? right? That's a weekly struggle that it's funny. It's coming to the surface, right? And part of that is, is you know, the evil spirit doing his thing, right? You right. know, and, and putting bad thoughts. But part of it is that just that little boy that's inside me like you know i want to pretend i have it all together but i don't and i I don't and 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 if i were to tell you i did i would be lying to you yeah yeah it comes out in my ministry right you know yeah and now maybe my clients don't see it 
because I hide it, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I tell you, recently, especially, I'm looking at like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could do this, right? Yeah. You know, and I've got this that that lack of confidence. And, and you're probably feeling that way because you are doing it, and it is Satan, it is the evil one, coming at you, and telling you that that you're not worthy and. You know, and the reason I told you that was not because I, I saw that. I mean, it, it you know, it saddens, but doesn't surprise me. And, and it's not because of who you are, but it's because I've been there too, right? Like uh, when my books first came out, I was looking at Amazon rank lists all the time and being like, please be closer to one, be be closer to one that's going to validate me, that's going to make, and then any negative comment that's coming out about my books or on my blog or, you know, we've never heard anything bad about this podcast. So, but, uh, <laughs> um, but like in all seriousness, um, yeah, I, I take that to heart. And, and then I, I take that one voice, right. That one loud voice and it shuts out all the positives. So, you know, for me sharing that information with you is, is something that I'm committed to doing with others is saying like, okay, these are the awesome things I see you do. And I'm going to share that with you because I don't know how often you hear that. I don't know how often you hear that and not that you need to hear that right now, but I know that you need to know that. Right. Um, cause like my brokenness is, is similar to, to what you just shared where, you know, I get up in front of a room, I, I'm like, I'm unworthy. I, you know, I don't have this, uh, I, I'm not qualified to do that. And I don't know how, for how many of our listeners, this is shocking them, but like, yeah, we're, because we're broken, we sometimes lack our unworthiness. And at the same time, you know, um, I've broken this because of the sin I have in my life. Right. And, you know, it's like, even if I go to confession, it, if I can't let go of that uh, sin or the broken or the hurt that comes with that sin, then I'm not going to be able to heal, you know? And, and so for me as a, a youth minister and as a public speaker, there are times where I'm like, man, I don't want to share with people that I yell at my kids, you know, right before we go into mass, you know, I don't want to share with people that, you know, that food is uh, a struggle in my life that because it's a part of my, uh, you know, comfort zone, you know, I don't want to share with people like, uh, you know, these intimate, like personal hurts that I have in my life, because uh, that means I've got to address it. And that means um, I'm not the only one that knows. And that means like you could use that to betray me. But what I have to remind myself is that that doesn't matter if you misuse that information or not. Sure, there's consequences to it. But in the end, it's not other people who define us, it's God. And, and God's defined us with pure love, with unconditional love and a unique calling. And so um, that's where, you know, um, you know, a little bit on this podcast, we, we're sharing it, but in other forums, we want to share our brokenness and let those of you who are listening know that you're not alone and that um, if you are feeling broken, uh, we want to give you permission to, to share that and, uh, and definitely, uh, you know, uh, find healing, the healing that, that needs to take place. Yeah. Let, let me share just a tangible experience of the value of being open with brokenness. I had uh, <clears throat> some of my more, I personally thinking, personally looking at it, some of my more successful like talks or workshops and things I did were ones that I really opened up and share about my reality. So I, I'm doing adult faith formation sessions for my, uh, my parish uh, currently, something I do here as part of my ministry. And, and 
the idea is that to help teach them about, you know, the basics of the, of the church and stuff like that. But, but I always tell stories and, and we did a session on the mass, for instance, you know, uh, and really helping them understand the mass. And, and I tell stories, you know, I've told the story of this podcast as well about my mass fails, right. Where we didn't make it through the entirety of mass and I had to, to, to take the kids out and stuff like that. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> that's, that's a, that's a, a, a maybe a, a surfacey type of brokenness, but the reality is when I go into those types of sharing, what inevitably what happens around the room is with these parents in particular, they go, Oh, thank God I'm not alone. <laughs> right. That John's up here and, and he's, he's got this knowledge. He's got this experience yet. He's dealing with the same struggles of being a parent, you know, and bringing kids to mass in the, in the same way. I remember years ago, I, I shared uh, at a youth event that I did about a thousand kids in the room. And I was sharing about a, a major car accident uh, that, that I was in when I was in high school, between my junior and senior year of high school. And, uh, and, and the, whole, the whole line was, how, you know, the idea of how God works through you know, bad things, right? Why does God mm. let bad things happen mm. to good people, right? But it was more about how does God work through that, right? And I tell you, it was a short talk, but I remember like it was yesterday, and this was like 15 years ago, um, and sharing that brokenness, that woundedness of that experience of how I was hurt, you know, uh, you know, and, and how God shone a light through that really resonated, right? It's where brokenness resonates with people because we all know that we're broken. When, they, when we hear somebody else's broken story, we automatically think about our own too, you know, and, and there's a connection, there's a relationship built with that. And so as leaders in the church, that's why I think it's important to come to embrace some of that brokenness and use it to, to empower our ministry. You know, quite a few years ago, I was going through a really rough patch with a particular ministry that I was a part of. It was going very badly, you know, and I, I just reached out to a couple folks, you know, nationally, you know, who I knew from, from different areas. And, and I remember talking with one individual, I'll mention it, his name is Mike, Mike Carada. You know, some of you may know him. He's been, you know, speaking, doing church stuff for a long time. But, but Mike Carada told me, he's like, John, just think about how the experience you're going through right now is making you a better minister. Mm. I'm like, dang, I did not, I did not think of that, you know? Mm. Um, and it's like, and he's like, you are the better leader in the church because you've gone through your woundedness. Right. And it's the idea that even my wife is talking about this right now. It's through the brokenness. It's, it's where we are broken is where we can heal people. Mm. Right. But we can't heal people in those areas unless we are broken in those areas. And so that's where being open is really powerful. So if we're struggling with whether it's food or pornography or past hurts in ministry, right, there are others that are experiencing that brokenness, too. You are now better able as a leader in the church to accompany these individuals because you have that same brokenness. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, first, thank you for, for sharing those stories and, and those situations, you know, and, uh, um, and, and examples of, of how you've, you know, shared your brokenness and, and experienced that. Um, so I, I think that's powerful. I think that's awesome. And, you, you know, too, I don't want people to feel like they now have to get up on a stage and share their brokenness. You know, let's go back to like small groups and, you know, just one-on-one uh, relationships and conversations, but also like, um, if you're not sure where to start, look at spiritual direction, um, look at therapy. Uh, you know, they're different. 
yet they have uh, they both deliver uh, a similar um, uh, opportunity, which would be uh, an avenue to be vulnerable. You know, and and so um, you know, if you're not sure uh, about spiritual direction, um, you know, reach out to uh, if you have a local Catholic university or um, if there's a certain order of uh, uh, religious in your area, whether it's like the Jesuits or Franciscans or, um, you know, uh, the Salians or whatever, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to them and they can make recommendations. Um, you know, if you're looking for therapy, check with your um, archdiocese uh, or your diocese EAP, which is employee um, assistance programs, uh, because sometimes they can make recommendations um, for therapists and psychologists and so forth that, uh, that would work with your insurance, or if you don't have insurance, at least could be um, a part of that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't continue going through ministry, um, with hiding these feelings, with hiding these thoughts, with, you know, pr protecting, um, these wounds, um, be bold and courageous for, for sharing them out there. And, you know, maybe, um, you need someone to reach out to and grant John and I are not counselors. We're not psychologists or anything like that. But if you're looking, um, if, if you, if you need help looking for those resources, shoot us an email at questions at the church podcast.org. Um, I know we'll post a couple of links, um, you know, in the show notes and everything, which you can find at the church podcast.org. Um, John, uh, any kind of final thoughts on the subject or, or things you'd like to add? Yeah, the only thing I would like to add is is how important it is to to take that brokenness to your own personal prayer life as well, um, and that's probably something I I need to do a little bit more of. It's through that prayer that allows me to process it a little bit more, which then allows me to to be a, a healer with it as well in the sharing of that story. But until I kind of have more of a handle on my own brokenness. Uh, you know, I, I'm not able to use it well. And so bringing God into it, I just think that's essential. So uh, take it to prayer, whatever mm. it is, whatever your brokenness is, take it to your own personal prayer. And it doesn't have to be communal prayer that you take it into. There's value to that, obviously, but take it to God. Amen. Amen to that. All right. Well, if you want to reach out to us again, uh, reach us at questions at thechurchpodcast.org or go to our website, thechurchpodcast.org. If you want to just talk with John because you feel he is more pastoral than me, then uh, John, where can they reach you? Yeah, I don't know about more pastoral, but you can reach me at parishsuccessgroup.com or on Twitter at John Ronaldo. And if you disagree with that statement like John does and you think I'm more pastoral, then you can find me at all things Marathon Youth Ministry or MarathonYouthMinistry.com. John, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, and uh, I ask, uh, will you pray for, for all of us and all of our brokenness? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to, to talk about this important yet sensitive topic of brokenness, Lord. We help us to just lift our brokenness up to you. We are all broken, Lord. We all have things inside of us that, that, that we're not letting show either to you or to the people that we're closest to around us. But we know it's in us. We know it affects us. Lord, help us shine the light on that brokenness so that we can heal. But then in the midst of that, as we heal from our own brokenness, we can help others in their own brokenness as they try to heal because we have gone through the process as well. So Lord, give us the courage 
to lift this up to you, to lift these broken, broken experiences to you. And may your spirit come upon us to help heal us, to help us be whole again, as that's what you, you are about, Lord, as a merciful father. You make us whole. As broken as we are, you make us whole. Lord, we invite you into our lives to make us whole. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.